Welcome to Making Disciples. My name is Chris. I am your host. So good to have you with me today. How are you doing? How's life treating you? I'd love to hear. If uh, you've got anything going on for prayer, you're always welcome to send me a, a DM, a message. I'd be very happy to pray for you guys who are listening in to the podcast each week. It's been really encouraging to hear uh, how you've been responding to just the last couple of months teaching on the podcast you know this is all about discipleship it's about helping us understand our faith growing in closeness to God being equipped as disciples understanding what Jesus says in the scriptures to us about how we live our lives you know that's what this is all about been exploring some big topics over the last few weeks and then in just the last couple of weeks we've been looking at some big questions that you guys have been sending in uh, so we've been looking at some questions around salvation uh, so in the last few weeks I'm just looking at the episodes here you know uh, number 196 can we lose our salvation 197 how can I know that I am saved? And as I've been preparing for kind of future weeks, I've noticed that there was another uh, question that we got from one of our listeners. Uh, I'll just say his first name is Mark. And Mark asked a question on a um, direct message to me that really should have been answered weeks ago. But I didn't notice it until we'd recorded the, the last couple of episodes. And the question is, what is salvation? And we've been looking at, can we lose our salvation and that kind of stuff. I should have really covered the question of, of what is salvation? And it's a really good question because we use this phrase, uh, salvation, and it's, it's jargony, isn't it? You know, what does it mean to be saved? Uh, why do we need to be saved? Uh, so I thought, do you know what? I'm going to back up. We're going to cover that topic this week. What I may do is we'll put this out as, as the next episode. Uh, give it a month but then what we might do is reorder them uh, so anybody that listens in in future weeks will maybe hear them in the order um, so if you're hearing this and you're thinking I've not listened to those other episodes it's maybe because you're listening in the right order because we've renamed them uh, so don't worry just just keep going so we can look at that today you know what is salvation and see if there's a way of us being able to kind of understand that a little bit what I want to cover in this episode isn't just kind of what is salvation but I want to discuss uh, some of the different historical perspectives on what is salvation because at different seasons and times different things have been emphasized uh, you, you know we some of us are in churches that are very dogmatic and they say this is what this is actually when you back up maybe a generation or two you find out that well, that isn't what the previous generation said or you know 100 years ago that isn't what was said sometimes that's because they were just wrong sometimes there's a bias sometimes a different perspective and it's not wrong it's just a different perspective on what something is so we're going to look at uh some of the dimensions of salvation we're going to look at some of the historical perspectives on what it means to be saved we're going to look at some of the key components of, of salvation we're gonna look at what are the fruits of salvation then I might just drift into maybe a few of the critiques uh, ob or objections and that kind of stuff now I really hope that this episode brings comfort to you and invites you closer to Jesus I, I don't want this episode to cause anyone more confusion or, or leave anybody more burdened Okay, I want to bring freedom. Uh, I want to bring a lightness. Uh, I want to bring a, 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 a lightness and a joy into quite a, a potentially heavy little topic. So hopefully I'll share this in a bouncy, friendly, encouraging way. 
and you will leave feeling upbeat and that you've learned something that's the that's the hope and prayer now when i'm recording this is it's approaching lent uh, so if you're listening to this after lent this this may not make any sense but if you are listening to this and it's not quite lent yet then i would say look why don't you jump online order yourself a copy of apprentice to jesus uh, 40 days of walking in the way of Jesus and use that as your Lent devotional this year. Uh, we produced it a couple of years ago and I'm using it again this year for my own personal devotions. I'd love to encourage you, why don't you grab hold of a copy and, and use that this Lent to draw yourself closer to Jesus. So we're going to jump in and we're going to talk together on this topic of what is salvation. So here we go. Thanks, Mark, by the way, for this question. And if you're a listener and you have questions about your faith, what things mean, send it in. It could be material for a future episode. We would love to hear uh, any ideas. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures to you as we start. John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he, that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. 1 Corinthians 2, 2. Um, explains to us that the cross lies at the heart of the Christian faith. This idea of the cross and salvation is the centerpiece of what we believe. And the cross is the centerpiece because of this. Romans 3, 23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There is nobody that is perfect. Uh, So because of our sin, because of our sinfulness, we have damaged this relationship with God. We have distanced ourselves from God. Uh, And the response that God has towards the distance that our sin has created is what we call salvation. It's what we call salvation. And just as an introduction... Friends, there are different views on salvation and different Christian traditions emphasize different things around salvation and believe that God's salvation may act differently. And so we're going to look at some of those differences and understandings on salvation. And, it be, you know, it's worthwhile thinking, you know, why do we believe what we believe? Uh, so I'm going to explain some of those tours today. And yes, I am going to make caricatures. and I'm going to try and really simplify things down for folk. That does mean that if you are really passionate about one of these particular models, you might think that, well, you've just characterized that in, in, in a really poor way. I'm just trying to simplify things so that we all can get our head around these different models. So just kind of work with me. And if you want to know more on any of these models, you certainly can go and explore those further uh, and actually see uh, what others have to say about them. So there are different views of salvation, different models, different traditions. And in this podcast, we're going to explore some of these common elements. There'll be other elements that I'm not going to explore today. You might go, hang on, Chris, but you've not mentioned this bit of salvation. This is really important to me. Well, I may have missed some things out in trying to streamline and cover quite a big area in a short space of time i may i may miss a few things so here we go so i want to give an overview of what i would describe as the major dimensions of salvation okay the major dimensions of salvation in other words what are we talking about when we talk about salvation 
And I, I'm going to name five, five elements that I think are really important to me. Uh, element number one would be that we have all sinned and we have all fall, fallen short. And we need, uh, I'm going to use a word here, deliverance. We need to be delivered from our sin. Uh, sin is something that is causing us problems with our relationship with God. It is physically and spiritually affecting us. And we need deliverance from that sin you know romans 3 23 for all have sinned um what do we believe about sin well we believe that sin pollutes us we believe that sin is powerful and we believe that there's a penalty for sin so romans 6 23 for all, for the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life in jesus christ our lord there's a penalty there's a cost and that cost is we are dying because of our sin we are dying because of our sin and sin yeah it pollutes it's powerful it has a penalty but also it parts us it separates us from god and as isaiah says in isaiah 59 but your iniquities have separated you from your god your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear so sin does separate us from god and it's like god's face is now hidden from us because of our sin so when people say to me because i just can't see uh god i can't see what god is doing because like god is hidden then i'd say well actually that is the consequences that's the product of our sinfulness our sinfulness means that god is hidden so we need deliverance from sin that means god is hidden so salvation is about deliverance but it's also about restoring of a relationship with god and i think this is a you know big part of our christian faith is that in salvation we now have a nude and renewed a new and renewed relationship with god there's a there's a relationship now to be had god is not just some cosmic creator sat in some cosmic green room somewhere god is now friend father brother he is now looking for relationship with us so deliverance there's a restored relationship and there's a union with God and this, this important that we are now tied up with what God is doing that in salvation we're not alone on our own we're now unified we are and we're pulled into a union with God uh, that we're we're now tied up with him we're wound up and bound up with him not only are we restored and we're delivered and we're now unified with him salvation is also about two other things pre-death and post-death pre-death life today because of salvation because of what jesus has done today now changes salvation isn't happen doesn't isn't something that just happens when you die and you get to go somewhere else in salvation we are now uh, new creations today and that in that we are now living our lives uh, working out the kingdom of God in the everyday and I love this phrase Jesus didn't die just to save us from something he died to save us for something so Jesus didn't die just to save you from your sin he didn't die just to restore a relationship with you. He didn't die just so that you'd be unified with him. He did so, so that you would be co-partners with him 
in his work. He died to save you for a purpose. Your life now has a purpose. So salvation changes today's living, not just future living. So these major dimensions of deliverance, uh, we know restored relationship with God, we've got this unity with him. Uh, we, we now have a life today that is caught up with what he's doing. And friends, we also have a life caught up with him after life. That we have this eternal destiny to be with God in paradise, to be with God in eternity, uh, which means uh, that there there is future effect and there's present effect. So salvation is today and tomorrow. And what's also interesting to just think about is if salvation affects our today and it affects our future, friends, it's also affecting our past. That in salvation our trauma and our lies uh, and our deceit of the past is also being transformed and changed and, and that change and transformation of our past is now affecting our present and our future as well so it's interesting the cross has this interesting past present future dynamic to it that everything of who you were everything of who you are and everything who you are going to be is caught up in God's salvation. So that's an overview of the dimensions or directions you could say of salvation in your life. So let's just talk a little bit then about the historical perspectives on salvation because at different times and seasons different people have said different things and this can be quite confusing so which is it then? So let's just look at these I'm gonna I'm gonna broadly look at four uh, different uh, directions you could look at um, the historical perspectives on salvation number one Augustine now Augustine emphasized uh, this idea of divine predestination that only those that God is choosing will be saved and salvation uh, solely relies on God's choice for those who he's saving so Augustine said well salvation is happening because God is doing it and therefore only the ones that God is saving will be saved and that humans don't have a say in this it's something that God is doing God is choosing who he is going to save uh, and therefore God becomes the judge over who he is wanting to be with him in his new saved people in the eternal realms in, in, in eternity and everybody else well it's just kind of tough it's so you weren't saved I'm really sorry but you you weren't chosen and an alternative view to this Arminius he argued uh, that humans are free to accept or reject God's salvation he said no I don't I don't think this is what Augustine, I don't think salvation is what Augustine was saying. I think the humans are free to accept or reject God's offer of salvation. And he was trying to affirm that it's actually human choice. Humans are choosing if they want to be saved or not. It is down to them. It's down to their choice. And so let me just remember John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Uh, Arminius said, he said, well, actually, it's those who are choosing to believe. 
God is reaching out, but those that are choosing to believe. Now, Luther and other reformers, well, they kind of asserted both, really. They said we are saved by grace alone through faith, that God is predestined some to salvation through Christ, but not all, all are called in that way. Uh, but there are others who are choosing Christ. So they were, you know, some some are saved because God is reaching out and saying, I want you. Others are saved because they are saying, I want God. And it's like, like two of these things are all kind of coming together. It's a bit of a divine mystery uh, because it's both of them. And that's what they were kind of, they were arguing. Now, the Catholic and the more orthodox traditions of church would affirm free will that um, we are to cooperate with with God's grace and that God initiates and enables salvation and the process relies more on God with us that God is the one that's initiating it uh, but actually we 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 get to choose and they would say that salvation uh, is something that God is doing that we are getting to choose and opt into but they probably would emphasize emphasize more on the angle that it's up to free will. So, so the Catholic and Orthodox traditions would say, actually, um, we as human beings we're cooperating with God's grace. So the bias is more towards it's it's humans who are choosing salvation rather than it's God forcing it upon anybody. So what I would say is that different Christian traditions. Imagine a piece of string. I end up in different places along that piece of string and would emphasize either at one end of the scale it's about God's sovereignty and God is the one that chooses on the other end of the scale they say you would say it's human responsibility and depending on where you fit on that scale you, you, you kind of put yourself so one end of the scale is God's God's work uh, God chooses who's saved on the other end of the scale it's human responsibility and free will and then you could choose to be somewhere in the middle of that so the catholic traditions would say that it's actually more at the end of human choice um, um calvin would calvin would put it more on it was god's choosing it's god's choice on uh who is being saved and then you've got somewhere in the middle that would say well actually it's, it's a bit of both god chooses some uh, others get to accept and choose and lean into God's salvation. Uh, but they basically see a bit of a scale. So people would put themselves somewhere on that, that scale between is God doing the saving. Well, God is always doing the saving, but God is the one who is, who's uh, uh, choosing who's saved. At the other end of the scale, it's human choice if you want to be saved. And then you can place yourself somewhere in the middle of that scale. So that's that's where history uh, has, has differed depending on how you saw certain passages of scripture you might change where you put yourself on that scale ultimately ultimately we are being saved by faith because of what god has done uh, so he's the one that's saving and we get to choose so let me just define some key components then of salvation like what what are the key components of this salvation thing that we're talking about so number one repentance a key component of salvation is there's a moment of repentance where we turn 
and we face God and we turn we turn we run our backs to him and in repentance we turn and face him and that full maneuver of turning around facing him through the act of repentance so a key component of salvation is this act of repentance a second is the act of faith having faith that Jesus is Lord I have faith that Jesus saved me I am putting my faith in God and in his mighty work of grace so repentance and the component of faith I think there's also another component of what I describe as regeneration this component of being changed that that in salvation we are no longer the person that we were but God is doing something amazing in us we are now new creations there's a act of regeneration of renewing uh, in us repentance a component of faith component of regeneration I'd say there's also a component of what I describe as reconciliation a component of where we are being reconciled or reconnected to God humanity and creation in the fall when Adam and Eve ate the apple in the garden three relationships were broken the one between humanity and God the one between humanity and humanity and then the one between humanity and the created order and those three relationships were broken so that in salvation we are being re reconnected with God but also being reconnected with other human beings that's what the church is about and we're also being reconnected with creation and I think there's a call on us that are saved to not be just interested in people coming to know Jesus we're also interested in the whole of the created order uh, experiencing um, salvation, re experiencing the resurrection of, of God at work and also as taking care of creation. So there's a, there's a re reconnection or reconciliation between us and God, us and us and us and the planet. Repentance, faith, faith. Uh, regeneration reconciliation there's another very religious word and i really struggle with the word but it's an important one is the word justification Blah, horrible like what what is justification justification by faith i hear it a lot in uh, certain wings of the church i want to simplify it and say this justification is the the act by which god moves a willing person from a state of sinfulness to a state of grace uh, that's moving us from a state of injustice from a, to a state of justice it's a new state that we are in where we've gone from being one thing to another thing so justification is moving us from the state of being a sinner to the state of being saved there's there's something more in salvation than than just accepting Jesus simply repenting there's a new state that we are in that we are now uh, in Christ we you know Paul talks about being in Christ clothed in Christ there's a new state that we are in and that's what justification is about there's another another horrible word I hate this word uh, sanctification oh religious I just I struggle with the phrases like just clunky language horrible I, some sanctification 
I'm using them because you will hear this stuff and you're going to want to know what it means. Uh, sanctification is just simply the act of being made clean. Uh, so uh, one of the key components of salvation is, is being washed clean. Washed clean of our sin. Uh, cleansed. Uh, it's, it's a whole new state that we're in where we are set free from all that makes us um, unclean and dirty. Uh, the toxins are now gone and there's a new state that we're in. And one final horrible religious word, glorification. These are all important words, repentance, faith, recon, um, regeneration, reconciliation, justification, sanctification. They're all religious words and very helpful, but also very clunky. And the last one is justification. And I was, what is justification? It's that final stage of being changed. And it's then, it happens after we've died, when God catches us up and we get caught up in... Um, the, the perfecting work and we become what's called um, glorified where we are now in that final stage of perfection and we have a new position and place and form in the heavenlies in eternity and it's called glorification where we, we are now in glory where we are now with God in our renewed state and that's called glorification. So there's different these different components of what it means to be saved. And I guess there's different stages of our lives where different stages of this this salvation work is happening. Right at the beginning, when we we're coming to faith, where we're repenting, uh, we're gaining faith. That that then that stage where we are being changed by Him, where we're reconnecting with God. Uh, then there becomes this stage where God is moving us from one state of what we were like to what we are now like. Paul talks about this as old self, new self. That's what I was like. This is what I am now like. Uh, then you, another way of describing that, that, that transformation that is happening is around this idea of sanctification. It's being cleansed and cleaned. And then the final stage is that when we uh, are then in glory with the Lord we are a we are a new thing altogether again because we are now glorified with him in heaven so all of these components and dimensions of salvation is what it's all about from our old self to our new self uh, in Jesus so what are I'm not much longer don't worry i'm gonna land in a minute but let's talk about the fruits of salvation what are the fruits of salvation well the fruits of our salvation i would say are this so, uh, the fruit of peace with god a sense of freedom with god a sense of transformation in our understanding of the world of ourselves and how we behave uh, another fruit is that of the desire to serve God. We, we go from being egocentric, it's about me, to it's all about him, God-centric. So our desire that is to serve him. Uh, another fruit is then, uh, we've talked about this in a previous episode, but this idea of assurance and hope. A fruit of, of salvation is that we become assured 
in who we are in him we feel safe knowing that we're in God and that we're safe with him now and then one of the other fruits of salvation is about access to God that as we are saved we now have a new access to him through prayer through his presence through the work of the Holy Spirit so the fruits of salvation peace sense of freedom sense of being transformed a desire to serve God a security in that hope that we have in him and the access to God uh, that we can now uh, have access to him in prayer so these are all the fruits of salvation so let me just kind of back up a second remind us what we talked about, talked about the dimensions of salvation in, in terms of being delivered restored having a new unity with him and we've now got an afterlife with him as well as a present life with him we've talked about some of the ways that people have historically had perspectives on this as a bit of a scale it's something that god is doing and purely god is saving and and that we don't have a choice in it because god is doing the choosing through to the other end of the scale which is now we choose to accept what he is doing and then there's somewhere in between god is at work uh, we get to choose and somehow it's a mystery but it all kind of works out somewhere in the middle that's the scale then we've talked about the components of salvation in terms of different stages of our lives what that might look like and then we've talked about the fruit you know the fruit of salvation peace freedom uh, transformation serving God assurance in him access to God um, all of that is what I would def define as salvation so let me just raise one thing one critique or uh, objection some people might have uh, is that um, some would say once saved always saved some would say no salvation is something that is happening and you have to keep accepting it every day it's not just a ticket that you've now got and that's it I would say that we are working out our salvation each day trying to put one foot in front of the other what's it look like today for me to be saved by Jesus in every choice that I make, every relationship that I have, uh, every dynamic of my being, uh, how do I work this out? And that's what we are doing. Once we are saved, uh, we are now working out our salvation. What does this now look like for me? And what I would say is one final thing, one final thing. I think salvation also has a different dynamic a dynamic that comes to uh, bring comfort to us when we did not know God we were anxious in our own selves we had no security we had no freedom and we were weary tired and burnt out and as we accept Jesus our weary souls get caught up with him and we are now um, receiving uh, a, a newness a new state uh, where we are strengthened and encouraged and held by him and I think salvation is yes from our sin but it's also salvation from ourselves and salvation from uh, all of the burdens that we place upon ourselves because his yoke is easy and his burden 
is light. So salvation is something that's happening spiritually. I think it's also something that's happening physically with us. As we get caught up with him, we find a new freedom and a lightness um, to the burdens of life. So I would say, friends, I would speak encouragement and comfort over you today. That salvation is something that encourages and it brings strength uh, to those that are weary. Is that something you need today? As well as some of us knowing that we need to repent from our sins. Let me just lead us in prayer. God, there's a lot in there. Oh gosh, there's so much in there. So much clunky language, Lord. At the end of the day, it's about us coming into a renewed relationship with you in the fullness uh, of, of, of that now and in the future. Lord, would all clunky terms fall away? Would all theological debate fall away? And Lord, would we know the simplicity of what it means to be caught up with you in your amazing act of salvation? We pray that in the powerful name of Jesus, your son. And all the saints said, Amen. Friends, until next time, grace and peace. And I hope that has been helpful for you, Mark, and maybe helpful for others.